Upon a night with full moon high, shining spookily in the sky, three witches were brought back to life by a stupid man on Halloween night. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to give you a little clap for that one. Well done. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Spooky. <laughs> okay. Welcome, Welcome to, to Jingle, Jingle Bells. Bells. I'm Bex. And I'm Naomi. And we're here with our special Hell's Bells spooky Halloweeny edition. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been practicing my bad guy laugh, I'm sorry. I'll do better next oh, year. Can you not give me a little more ha ha ha? More ha ha That was pretty, pretty frightening. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so welcome back to season three. I know. Welcome back. Welcome to season three <laughs> of uh, Jingle Bells, where Naomi and I discuss, very loosely uh, use the word to review, mm. uh, to mm-hmm. discuss our beloved Christmas movies, are uh, the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, and we're kickstarting a bit early yeah. this year with our Halloween special, uh, speaking about Hocus Pocus 1 and Hocus Pocus 2. Woo! Yeah. I'm very excited for this episode. I'm very excited to be back. Like, I can't believe that we've decided to do this for a third year. <laughs> yeah, the year, year number three. Let's go, guys. Uh, well, I'm going to face this now. Episode one. I think it is the time we discuss this. There is not due to be a new Vanessa Hudgens Christmas movie this year. So I nearly didn't mm. want to do the podcast, but I decided, you know, <laughs> I'm joking, I really wanted to do the podcast, but I'm just going to fragrance this now. There is minimal Vanessa Hudgens this year. I'm really sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm sorry too. I'm so sad. Like, I can't believe that we're not going to see her beautiful face in the Netflix universe this year. So sad. I know. Well, unless there's a surprise, but we will have to wait and see. Uh, This year, we've got some cool movies planned to talk about. Some uh, oldies, some newies, some goodies, some really terrible stuff. Oh, some of them that we've picked look pretty bad. (laughs) Uh, Be sure to follow us at Jingle Bells Pod on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, Subscribe to our coffee that I don't really understand, but Naomi has set up for us. And we're going to be doing loads of stuff. It's going to be super, super great. Um, and yeah. more details to come in the following following episodes. But welcome back, episode one, season three. Let's do uh, the thing. Zach, <laughs> um, did I did I did I hit all the bullet points? Is that good? I think you hit everything. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're nice. gonna be plotting some things over on coffee. Um, is the only addition that I will make for that. Maybe consider making some special episodes. Who knows? Maybe you should, you know, Ooh. follow us online and find out. <laughs> um, but yeah, like... follow us, follow <laughs> us. All right, would you like uh, to do synopsis time? Should we? Should yeah, we, should so we actually jump Hocus into Hocus it? Pocus One? <laughs> yeah, look, we're going to jump into it. So we're going to talk about Hocus Pocus One and Two. So it's mm-hmm. a double, uh, double bill bumper booster episode, or something. <laughs> I don't know. I'll come up with something catchier than that. Uh, But here's, uh, and we're going to launch into synopsis time. Oh my God. Let's do synopsis time again. 
Just a jump to the left. And a tree to the right. And some jingles over there. And some bells. Gotta keep it tight. And it's the pelvic cross. And Kevin taking his shirt off. Let's do it up this time again. Oh, I don't feel like I've brought as strong a game to to all of this as you have for this year, <laughs> Jesus. Um, I, I'm I'm very buzzed for that. Was uh, I will say I said I wrote the note, do time warp, and then the notes <laughs> that I had where I was going to rewrite the lyrics properly are empty, and I completely made that up. Could you tell that that was improvised? Oh my! Do you know what your improv <laughs> skills amaze me time and time again? Thank you. Truly, they do. Thank um, you. It's because I am unprepared so and I have to just <laughs> wing it. I don't know. I do feel like you're a lot more prepared for this this season than I am right now. Jesus. Um, but There's still time. Don't worry. We'll, <laughs> we'll go back to our previously established rota where I don't know anything and you know everything. <laughs> I know. I like this a little bit better. It's kind of nice. Freeing for me. Oh, shit. Um, maybe, maybe I'll be a wild card this season. Who knows? Probably not. Um. <laughs> I hope so. That would be great. Two wild cards. Let's go. We'll never get anything done. Hooray. Oh, well, after your amazing jingle, uh, yeah, let's let's hop into the the Hocus Pocus one synopsis. Um, a curious youngster moves to Salem, where he struggles to fit in before awakening a trio of diabolical witches executed in the seventeenth century. It's accurate, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, that is what happens. That is what happens. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily call him a curious youngster. I would call him a uh, piece of trash. <laughs> <laughs> the worst part of the movie. No, I mean, that's probably a bit. That's probably a bit extreme. You know, he's a grumpy teenage boy. We don't have a lot of teenage boys in the movies we normally talk about. Yeah. When we do have them, we are quite brutal. Critical. About them. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, I would say it's probably because of the trauma that we both had being the teenage boys <laughs> in the past. But who's yeah. to say? I mean, it, it could be one thing. You'd have to ask one of our therapists. Um, but that's yeah. neither here nor there. Um. Yeah, he's not the best. I think we're so critical of teenage boys in these films because of the culture around them. Like, it's it's a thing that I really want to get into when we start discussing the film proper, but, like, the obsession okay. with virginity in these films makes me so uncomfortable. Um, yeah, it is a lot. It's, it's too much. But, it you know, like... We'll talk about that in a second, because um, we've got to discuss who is in the films before we get there. Um, mm-hmm. So we've got Bette Midler as Winifred. Um, you know, obviously everyone's quite familiar with Bette Midler. Um, she was in Beaches. She was CC Bloom in Edinburgh. There is a club called CC Blooms. So you know, you get the idea. Um, this, yeah, year- she's won. If they, if you can think of an award, she's won it. <laughs> Like she's been nominated. I looked this up. She's been nominated over seventy times oh. for awards, like seventy-four times, and she has won thirty-seven of those times. So it's like a fifty-fifty chance that she will win if she's nominated for an award, wow. which is a ridiculous uh, accolade. Um, mm-hmm. Bette Midler is a gay cultural icon. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there has been some criticism recently with mm-hmm. regards to transphobia. It is a ongoing conversation online. Yeah. Um, she does not. Yeah, there were some tweets. There yeah. was some discussion around those tweets. Mm-hmm. I think she has a good repertoire of generally helping marginalized people yeah. and supporting uh, underrepresented communities, particularly mm-hmm. like the gay community. She has done a lot of work for. Thank yeah. you, Bet, for being great. <laughs> uh, and everyone is learning. Things yeah. are difficult when it, it, it's not an excuse to be like, 
you know, oh, you should, you know, everyone is learning, which means that mistakes can happen yeah. and things can be misconstrued mm-hmm. and things can be taken out of context. Now, whether she is or tra- transphobic or not, I do not know. Yeah. I don't know, Bent Midler. Never had a chat with her, surprisingly. <laughs> but that is a, you know, it's important to, to raise that point and go, go and do some homework, have a look mm-hmm. and make mm-hmm. your own call on whether or not you think that she is. Yeah. That is entirely on you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um... There's the public safety announcement from Bex done perfect yeah I mean like if we want to make it even clearer like we do not support transphobic statements in any way shape or form no thank you take that elsewhere um or just don't love gender is a binary construct created to oppress people who are different exactly exactly do crime steal gold i don't know know. the last two maybe ignore but the other stuff we do believe yeah um but yeah so you know obviously some controversy around that which is why we always do our disclaimers and things and probably why we talked about bit for a bet first um then Mm -hmm. we've got sarah jessica parker um as sarah like you know everyone's quite familiar with sjp especially because you know pivotal role as carrie in sex and the city but she also was in the Family Stone, which, as Pex pointed out, is the least Christmassy titled Christmas movie ever. Um, have you ever seen the Family Stone, Pex? I I have not. I've seen clips of it, but I when I was I was looking for particularly Christmassy criteria for uh, like <laughs> I've, I've subtitled it Christmas credits. So like they're all in lots of really famous things, but we're mostly interested in their uh, Christmas. Ex- uh, excerpts and yeah. what's the word I'm looking for? Outings. Yes. I don't know. Mm-hmm. How they've been involved to Christmas. Yes. There we go. <laughs> yes. So the Family Stone, I don't know. Is it good? If you've watched the Family Stone, do tweet at us at Jingle Bells Pod uh, and let us know. I always forget that I've watched the Family Stone until I'm watching the Family Stone and then I'm like, oh my God, this is that film. Um, it's got a bunch of like. <laughs> oh, I have seen this movie. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Like weirdly I feel that way about Hocus Pocus sometimes I'm like oh yeah I have seen this a bunch but I always forget what it's about it's ridiculous uh selective memory Uh I feel um Mm -hmm. anyway not selective uh, memory about Kathy Najimini uh who is Mary she was Peter's mum in Single All The Way which we reviewed last year um which I also listened to as research for coming back great episode go listen to it um (laughs) (laughs) we're really funny in particular that episode that's a great one to to listen to if you're looking to feel the festive spirit yeah um also kathy and jimmy had a great hocus pocus cameo in crazy ex-girlfriend um i am delighted by that show every time it is only made better by the presence of you know icons um yeah give it give it a watch at some point guys um yeah then we had, you know, our who's who of who's not. Um, so we've gone yeah, into the other it's actors. Really, it's weird. Yeah. It's like the witches are the the pivotal of this movie. Obviously, yeah. like the antagonists, they are the main. They are really the main characters of the movie, even mm-hmm. though they are the antagonists. And then the actual like protagonist characters mm-hmm. are you know all ki- all kids in this movie, all like yeah. teenagers and younger when it comes out, and they they haven't seemed to have done a lot since which is totally fine you don't have to continue into acting just because you do it as a kid absolutely uh, but they have mm-hmm. been in some uh what's the nice way to they've been in some horse shit yeah that's uh really what it looks like yeah oh gotcha i mean so 
Omri Katz is Max. Um, he took a big acting hiatus throughout the early 2000s. He's actually been back recently in 2018's Childhood Thoughts as Marshall Teller. I don't know what Childhood Thoughts is, but it was his most uh, recent uh, acting uh, credit, so that's why I put it in there. Right. Um, we've got Thora Birch as Danny. She will be returning to screens this year as Tamara Novak in the new Netflix series Wednesday. Um, and as Bex is oh. a huge Adams Family fan, I thought I'd drop that in Holy there. Holy shit, I didn't even <laughs> clock that. Of course she is. Okay, well, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, Thora, to be fair, she was also the best of the kids. Like, oh, Danny is excellent. We will, we will get to it, but yeah. Yeah, so she's also been in The Walking Dead and, as another bonus for Bex, she did a Dungeons and Dragons show. So, where yeah, it's really terribly reviewed. <laughs> I might go and check it out, though. Yes. Just for a bit of curiosity. Yeah, um, and then finally, we've got Vanessa Shaw as Allison. She's had cameos in Murder, She Wrote, House, and CSI New York. She was also Lynn in The Hills Have Eyes. So, you know, she's had a bit of a, a variety in her acting career. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of our main cast for Hocus Pocus 1. Yeah. Um, we didn't, Which is great. We didn't decide on any criteria for Halloween, to be honest. Um, so Yeah, it, it's very different <laughs> from what we normally... There's there's not going to be Christmas trees. There's mm-hmm. not going to be stuff. I will say, it is a very Halloween-y movie. Mm. Obviously, it's set on Halloween, which helps. There's trick-or-treating. There's, like, pumpkins and stuff. There's Halloween bullies. There's lots of costumes. There's a big party. So there's lots of Halloween-related activities Mm -hmm. Uh, which is great love all of that love to see it it you know it's probably the most parallel that we can i mean i wasn't gonna fucking sit and count the pumpkins no so like there wasn't really anything uh you know the christmas tree (laughs) count is uh zero for this movie but that's fine because it's not a christmas movie yeah i mean no vanessa i just wanted to force naomi to talk about hocus pocus so you know happily the criteria is secondary yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's let's get into it because we've got mm. a, we've got a lot to talk about. We do. We've got Hocus Pocus one. I love Hocus Pocus. I've loved Hocus Pocus since I was a kid. I annually mm-hmm. rewatch Hocus Pocus. It is hella quotable. Mm-hmm. I will probably at random points just bust out with Winifred quotes as we are doing this <laughs> review. Um, but because Hocus Pocus two came out this year, um, which we will also discuss, mm-hmm. I thought it was a great time to to have a look at this and also have a look at like how sequel movies are done and some stuff with Disney. Sequels are like hella popular Mm -hmm. at the moment. Like everyone's having a sequel or a prequel or like something. Yeah. So this year is the year of sequels and uh, Hocus Pocus 2 is definitely a sequel. Yes, yes it is. (laughs) But we we will get there. Um, Like to be fair, I kind of just want to start very at the beginning because it's hilarious to me. Bex and I watch these separately, um, you know, if you're mm-hmm. new to the podcast. Um, and we make our own notes. And what has made me very, very happy is that we have quite similar notes for some of the stuff. Like, we begin with the the opening credits. And, you know, my note is pretty similar to yours. I'm like, they just don't do it the same these days. Like, why don't we they have don't. longer opening credits with pretty animations and, like, you know, other 90s bullshit? <laughs> yeah, you want, like, a cool track uh scene setting atmospheric music you want all of the names of the actors to like pop up they do do this a bit in christmas movies they do uh, they don't do it in like normal hollywood movies so to me i was like okay this like links it into the christmas thing and Mm -hmm. you know i I wish more movies did it but it's fair enough it's very of the time it's a very like 90s thing to do Mm -hmm. uh i suppose so 
Yeah, we yeah. launch into the past, into 1634 or whatever the year was. I don't know. I didn't write it down. Uh, and we are yeah. in a ye olden times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot. It's a, it's definitely a lot. Um, a lot of, like, old English language. Because um, it's, what, pi- Pioneer America? It's like when they first settled. Uh, yeah, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and honestly, like, they're not super embedded in the village anyway, so I don't fully understand why we have to be there. I know to, like, capture the children, but, you know, we don't invade a village in the second one, which is why I'm like, eh, was it necessary in the first one? Was that, was that absolutely yeah, 100% it's, needed? There's definitely some, some inconsistencies. Uh, I, I didn't mind it. I mean, like, it sets the tone. It gives, yeah. like, their background ground in this which is they are three spooky bitches which is sorry wrong wrong one three spooky witches in the woods and they suck the souls out of children in order to gain their youth and beauty forever Mm. yes i was annoyed by this because like why do they have to stay young and like again i have the same problem when we go into hocus pocus too it's just so much like patriarchal bullshit in this um i'm like yeah let them age let them age gracefully or ungracefully because they're witches. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I did write a note going, women supporting women, even mm-hmm. to do formidable evil. We love to see it. It's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I do get that. That's the thing. And it's it's a common trope with witches mm-hmm. kind of throughout everything. You look at, like, you know, there's this. You look at Into the Woods mm-hmm. and that witch there is obsessed with, like, you know, her curse is that she is ugly. Yeah. Uh, and then you look at, you know, Rapunzel and mm-hmm. Rapunzel's mom is, like, you know, obsessed with staying young and beautiful. And it's like, okay, I get that. Um, it's it's fine. It's yeah, that witch is like whatever, but it is it is kind of annoying because that's never the motivation for any male character yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. For any villain villainous male character, it's always for their own power or their own corruption mm-hmm. or to control and influence. And then like the female characters is to stay young and attractive. Yeah, for who exactly? Because they don't seem mm-hmm. interested in any. I mean, other other than Sarah, Sarah seems very interested in every man <laughs> in this movie. But like, they don't seem generally to be like you know they're not created for the male gaze like mm-hmm, it's just mm-hmm. it, it's an odd motivation to give them but it was the 90s yeah it's a kid it's like a family movie we'll we'll like let it go but yeah it has been noted <laughs> it has been noted we want to see some more actual motivations it would just be great to like yeah see them doing what they wanted for an actual motivation that wasn't I need to stay young and relevant because that's kind of how it feels and like we come back to that in Hocus Pocus 2 which we will get to because that scene is crazy mm-hmm. um, but yeah I'm just kind of sick of seeing women trying to hold on to their youth and be told that like they're not allowed to age because like especially yeah. as I get older myself I turned 30 this year woo um, you know I just don't want to be constantly like picking at bits of my face and my body and like not enjoying my life because I'm too busy worrying about like how my chin looks or like if I can fit into my old jeans and things like that I just don't want to do it anymore (laughs) I I totally get that and there's a lot of societal pressure around like lots of people but particularly Mm -hmm. focused on like women or anyone who is gender Mm non-conforming about like appearance and outward appearance is like a big metric for it there's been some great interviews with um some trans men who were you know 
born female mm-hmm. have transitioned they are men um that who talk about positively people just listen to me now yeah i'm a man and now people just listen to me and it's crazy that it's like only then do you get that respect and get listened to mm-hmm. and i totally understand why like you know like women in the past were super vilified mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. this is why witches are a thing it's why like there was this big witch hunt and whatever across you know everywhere uk mm-hmm. scotland's guilty of it and um, america's guilty of it just hundreds of innocent women being burned at the stake or drowned or whatever mm-hmm. because they dare be slightly different from the norm mm-hmm. uh and it's fucking bullshit yeah uh which is why i'm annoyed that these witches don't have better motivation because their motivation could mm-hmm. very well be well you've been fucking killing us for years yeah so fuck you but that's not their motivation it's a disney movie it's a kids movie Mm -hmm. fair enough they're not gonna put that much patriarchy in it they do put a lot of virgin talk in it though which is uh weird i hate it weird i hate it so much it it was deeply uncomfortable what i couldn't understand is like why it has to be a big deal also to be honest like the weird aggressive like I'm gonna go quote unquote flirting because it's not really flirting. It was just that fucking alpha yeah. what, between Max overly and macho. Yeah, the in the classroom, like when he tries to get her number, I think it is. So like they're you know clocking out for the day or whatever, and he's like chatting to her, and then he's just like essentially goes, "So you're gonna give me your number?" And I was like, "Oh fucking hell!" Right? Okay. Um, yeah. That's no. Fucking bro- yeah. I have one other issue with this scene as well, which is like, so the the whole start of the movie is like a flashback to the witches stealing mm-hmm. Emily Binks and, st- and drinking her soul and getting younger. And then they are hanged by the townspeople just before they manage to, you know, get rid of the witches for good. They instruct this curse, right? Mm-hmm. This curse is someone on Halloween night when the moon is high, will light the <laughs> candle and we will live again, right? Yeah. And they're talking about like, Thackeray Binks and all of this and the teacher literally says now no one knows what became of him yeah she said as she literally told the story where Thackeray (laughs) Binks was turned into a cat so you do know what became of him because he was turned into you're telling them this is a classroom I don't under yeah so that was one of my gripes on this movie (laughs) was just like okay sure Bold as brass, he goes up to her and like gives Al- like Max goes up to Allison and just hands hands her his number. Ten out of ten because the handwriting on that bit of paper was a hundred percent a teenage boy's handwriting, yeah. which means it was really messy and basically illegible. Like, <laughs> um, and then later on, Allison just hands him the paperback and it's just his number. Like she didn't put her number on it; she just gives no. him his number back. And I was like, "You're a legend, Allison. I like that." I'm glad. I'm glad she didn't succumb to that pressure because, like, especially the 90s and, like, when you watch back stuff from the 90s, there's all that fucking, like, bro culture. Um, you know, it, it really is the start of all of the horrible things that we went through as teenage, mm. like, girls. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like, the, well, that's standard. That's what's expected. Boys will be boys. Blah, blah, blah. And it's that, like, intrinsic toxic culture that's being reinforced through movies and television a hundred percent like it was it was just hard to watch like now Mm. i think and especially given that like yeah you know we're not moving away from it but like it's definitely not as um like glorified as it was in the 90s gen z will not stand for this no i'm glad that kind of thing that's the (laughs) you know what fucking too right gen z i wish i had a half the the 
uh, will and uh, determination that you have. You are going to be the generation that changes the world and I will do my best to assist you in any fucking way I can. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Right behind you, 100%. Let's just make yeah. it better, please. Dear God, yeah. don't want to watch this stuff anymore. Um, yeah. Maybe we yeah. should, let's, we're not going to talk about every part of this movie. No. There's like so much to talk about. I think so much. probably what's the best thing to do is let's talk about some of the stuff that we did like. Yeah. Then we'll talk about some of the stuff we didn't like and then we'll go into Hocus Pocus 2. Yeah. So stuff that I loved, mm-hmm. the full uh, Sir Cole from uh, The Night Before <laughs> Christmas, also available as a previous a two-part <laughs> episode um, of from season one, is that, fear of the unknown yeah. and that mm-hmm. the witch is coming so the spoiler alert the witch has come back to life because max likes the candle if you yeah. haven't watched hocus pocus <laughs> like holy shit this is not the podcast to start with uh, hocus pocus is a camp classic uh, and mm-hmm. there's reasons for that but that does not mean it's a perfect movie yeah um but so they light the candle the witches are all back from the dead and every single thing they i love their dedication to this bit so there are some yeah. issues with it, but the the bit of like, what's that strange music? They have trapped a woman in a tiny box. Yeah. Blah 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 blah. Like all of those kind of things. Oh my goodness, the river runs black and it's tarmac. You know what is this strange contraption? Oh, a bus. Mm, this big broom. Like all of that. Loved that. Very yeah. good. That Into great. that. A hundred percent. Yeah. Always makes me laugh. Don't know why. It, again, it's watching people try and figure out the world as well, and like we do thankfully come back to that again in hocus pocus 2 but the same way that we love the night before christmas it's just it's fun to watch people do dumb stuff with things that we're very familiar with um and like also then to think about how someone would react if they travel through time because we make it sound so simple but you know if you woke up in what 3022 like it would look very different (laughs) yeah there's going to be a lot like there'll be a lot of changes you know and it's good that they are addressing that and like yeah it, it, that that's one of the things i i really like the witches in this movie yeah like mm-hmm. the the three witches really are like the there's a reason it this movie is so iconic mm-hmm. and it's not because of fucking max and allison right yeah. maybe a little bit because of danny love danny <laughs> uh, but the witches are really like the bread and butter of this yeah. like, they all feel fleshed out with mm-hmm. their own like motivations and personalities they're mm-hmm. all played by like fabulous actresses who are like mm-hmm. really committed to the stupidity of the role oh yeah which is great i love to see that it's like you know mm-hmm. the reason sometimes it doesn't work is because people are, are too afraid to go for it yeah are too afraid to like be the ridiculous that you want to see in the world mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing so i love the witch is very quotable yeah uh, another glorious morning makes me sick just so <laughs> fucking perfect the intonation they're like whenever they spiral and like winifred's just there and she's like lost that she's like given up hope on everything and she goes into like sister i can't see anything everything is terrible isn't it? and it's just like yes yes bad you're doing you're doing everything their chemistry was fabulous like the fact that they can move in sync and things like that and like you know, even with all of the the campy, like hammy, over dramatic bits and stuff, that like, you can tell that there's still a real love there in amongst the sisters. Like they mm-hmm. do really rely on each other, but like they all still have their own autonomy as well. Like it is, it's it's pretty magical thing to watch, and like they have chemistry in the way that the kids don't as well. And obviously, yeah. like you know, these are 
professional actresses like they've had a lot of training like they've had some big roles and yeah, things oh, like that accolades as well of awards between them and like exactly, you know yeah. more mm-hmm. years than these kids have been alive yeah experience of fucking acting background in film and television mm-hmm. like for all of the for all of the kids uh max danny and allison like this was pretty much their first i mean i, I believe this was like their first major role mm-hmm. in something yeah uh and and there is always that issue with Hollywood with kids in movies that oh, as soon as you have done a big movie, if you were a child star in it, you are only seen as that yeah. guy. You know, it's like the Kevin McAllister kid from Home Alone thing. Yeah. It's like <laughs> you, you see it quite frequently with actors that they find it really hard to break out of their mm-hmm. like childhood acclaimed role. A hundred percent. Yeah. And we'll probably talk about that more when we review the Lindsay Lohan film as well. Because, you know, she, oh, is, yeah. she is pretty much the poster child for... Uh, yeah, child actresses no, that's actors. not a that's not a spoiler mm-hmm. everyone knew we were going to talk yeah. about that movie <laughs> just waiting for that episode. we are also waiting for that episode that episode will be out in uh, mid-november just yeah. as soon as we can get it out mm-hmm. uh, it's gonna be a really fucking good one i'm excited yeah. um for that movie Me anyway so. uh yeah. danny i really want to talk about danny yeah by all means because with danny. there is a lot mm-hmm. of pointless children in the movies that we watch yes and danny is like the ultimate target right mm-hmm. she's the the mm-hmm. witches want to go after her because she's the youngest and she has the most years or whatever they picked danny and they want that like she was the first one there and she managed to keep evading them yeah I love that they wrote this fucking seven-year-old as if she was a 35-year-old. Oh my God, yes. Genuinely Mm -hmm. brilliant. She had like loads of stuff. She's like super salty to her brother when he's being (laughs) a mob. Like dad, you know, he's there and he's like, Danny, Allison's the girl of my dreams. So just take her to the movies like a normal person. I'm like, yes, Danny, you're the MVP of this movie. Thank you for calling out all of the bullshit. Yeah. No, she she was great. I mean, the one thing that I wasn't super chill about with that is like her face full of lipstick. I'm like, uh, yeah, like, you know, it's Halloween and things like that. But, you know, other kids of that age have face paints on. Like, do you know what I mean? It just seemed a bit yeah, much. Yeah, it would have been nice. Yeah. Yeah, the bright red was a lot. Like, it would have mm-hmm. been nice, it, you know, if they'd done it in, like, a Halloween-y way. You yeah. Because Winifred mm-hmm. has, like, quite, you know, the witches themselves have, like, quite specific makeup. Mm-hmm. So maybe if it was even just emulating that or they gave her, like, a little cobweb on her face yeah. or face paint or something. Because otherwise it really did just look like they just, you know, it looks like Aunt Norma had come over and given Danny a little kiss. Yeah. And then she had all the fucking Aunt Norma's lipstick <laughs> on her, like... Absolutely. Wasn't really the vibe. No, no. And I think that's like the thing. And I think it's something that has changed a lot is like, I think there's more willingness to let kids be kids when they're on sets now, I guess. Or like to at least maybe dress them appropriately to their age. Um, I hope so. I hope yeah. that is the case. I mean, yeah. I don't know how old she was when she was filming this, mm-hmm. but she must have been like around 10 to 12. Yeah. Like she'd got to be pretty young. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I did agree. Though overall, I would say the costuming mm-hmm. in this movie is exquisite, yeah. which is really mm-hmm. fascinating. So the one I, I did, I, I this is a, a little tidbit I know about Hocus Pocus. So the costume designer, whose name I have forgotten now as soon as I want to speak <laughs> about them, um, used most of the costume budget on the witches' costumes. Mm-hmm. Like 99% of their budget was used on the witches' costumes. And then they made a lot of the costumes 
for everything else ah. because they were like well mm-hmm. people aren't gonna buy these costumes they should look homemade yeah so it's like the madonna costume she made by hand and mm-hmm. like the dadula stuff like all of the costume like a lot of the costuming mm-hmm. was made by her or was like purchased as like cheap halloween stuff that you would have been able to find at the time yeah which i think really adds to like the movie i love the fact that stuff was ho- homemade because mm-hmm. yeah if it's you know if you're a mom and you've recently fucking moved to a new town and you've got a bus <laughs> a costume for a halloween party you're gonna make it yourself you don't have time to like go and find something that's cool or like whatever yeah i i and... totally totally agree like the costumes are very very cool um i didn't know that they were mostly homemade but that definitely explains a lot but i think yeah it does add to the authenticity of the film and i think it's something that has definitely come back more into trend now especially like after you know marvel puts a lot of effort into their costumes and like well they don't look like homemade with cardboard boxes you know what i mean like there's still a lot of craft in there so it's quite nice to like hear that about a film in the 90s mm-hmm. yeah i i think it's yeah. really up there with like love actually levels of like ridiculous costuming yeah which i appreciate <laughs> you know it's cool the witches look like witches mm-hmm. and their costumes are really cool and kind of dark and a bit you know disheveled mm-hmm. but they've all got their own distinct color palette yeah. and stuff like that which is what you'd expect from like a, a kid's film effectively mm-hmm. um i love the mum being madonna that yeah. is hilarious <laughs> the the christmas party that the halloween party theme in general just all of the costumes in that was great them having a little you know party Obviously, you can't get Bette Midler into a movie and not let her sing a song. Mm-hmm. That just feels wrong, you know? So I, I loved the song yeah. in the first movie. It became, like, it's that, it was very iconic. Mm-hmm. And it remains to be iconic. Um, and it worked with the movie. Absolutely. Which was great. Yeah. I, I liked the movie. I, I liked the song in mm-hmm. the first movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, uh <laughs> <laughs> you like the song in the first movie. Oh, I you know, I really like the moment as well and it's something that Disney does really well is like incorporating mu- like music into their films. Um but my only question is like why doesn't the spell work on the kids though? <laughs> like hmm. I I think I I think part of it with being bewitched yeah. this is my lo- this is how I'm going to logic out of this is that you have to be willing to believe oh. that you know it's not happening it's that like mm-hmm. un- not understanding you know it's like a watched pot never boils kind of thing you know is that the right phrase I don't think it is but you know what I mean it's like they were aware that the witches were trying to jinx them which means that yeah. they can't be jinxed whereas the others were just there like this is a fabulous performance let's all dance no uh, I like and that and also I think plot but yeah I, th- I think that might be what it is is because they were all willing they like allowed it to happen to them because they were there to experience this Halloween party and didn't actually think three witches had come back from the dead because why would you assume yeah. that? No, no, I like that. That is that has logicked me out of my uh, big old question there. So thank you very much. You're <laughs> um, welcome. <laughs> yeah, like there's there's so much to love about it. Like you know, I really like Mary. I think she might actually be my favorite one. Um, okay, great. I love her too. She's really good. Well, like you know, you can't get away with calling someone Shishka baby and not kind of draw my attention um (laughs) like yeah she just has great delivery she's got a great kind of like presence in the thing as well without being overpowering because like 
yeah, that kind of adds back to the, the earlier sort of chemistry discussion. You know, everybody has their moment, but you can mm-hmm. definitely tell that Winifred is like the leader. Do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. quite it's quite good like that. But yeah, I really enjoyed watching it knowing that we were gonna talk about it. I think that made it yeah much more enjoyable for me this time round. But because like I I do genuinely every time I sit down to watch this, I'm like, what happens again? How does this yeah. end and stuff? And like, yeah, do you know what? I think maybe if you're ready, when we talk about the ending, because I know that you have some some pre Hocus Pocus two thoughts. So you want to talk about those, yeah. and then we can do synopsis. And yeah, thing again? I'm gonna. I, I want to jump in with a couple of things. Yeah. They're all witch related, obviously. It's, it's <laughs> one prolonged scene, right? The kids in this movie are there and they're fine. They're instrumental in the plot. But the mm-hmm. witches is really what everyone wants to see. Yeah. Them getting on the bus and mm-hmm. the bus driver be harbor, bubble, bubble, I'm in trouble. I'm like, yes, love that. <laughs> Super great. Where it's like, where do you want to go? We desire children. And it's like, oh, it might take me a couple of tries. I'm like, lol, that's great. Love that. <laughs> love that whole chemistry of like them meeting other adults and adults because it's halloween they're not questioning why they're dressed up they're not like questioning anything like that Mm -hmm. that's great also when they get to the the like street and all of these kids are like Mm trick-or-treating uh which is great and then like the devil shows up right and it's Mm -hmm. some guy who's just dressed up in a devil costume and it goes satan uh sisters satan has married medusa and i was like yes (laughs) fucking love that because of course you're gonna look at this woman with rollers in her hair and be like oh that's snakes um yeah yeah great it's a good scene like Mm -hmm. i could really just watch them like wander around a mall for an hour if the sequel was just them like (laughs) pissing about at like home depot like i would be okay with that that's fine yeah Um, absolutely yeah so Mm -hmm. so that was really great costumes were great Mm -hmm. them flying away on the broom the mop and the vacuum cleaner is like so hard coded like that scene where mary is taking off standing up on the vacuum cleaner is like hard coded (laughs) into my brain i just think about it whenever i think about the movie that is the scene i think of and i think it's like such an iconic part of the movie um that it's great I will also say, yeah. uh, my, one of my negatives about this movie is that Billy mm-hmm. the zombie is completely pointless. There is no reason for him to be in there. He doesn't really <laughs> add anything to the movie. He is not dependent on the plot. They no. could easily have written him not in the movie. I kind of always forget that he's in the movie. And I'm like, <laughs> why is he here? Um, so well, yeah, that, I, I, I love Hocus Pocus. It's like one of my faves. I always watch yeah. it. It's like up there with Adam's Family too. Um, for mm-hmm. me, but yeah, did you have any other yeah, initial I mean, I hocus pocus Billy, points that you wanted to? I just kind of tag on to yours. I think Billy is in there, kind of like to again further the whole patriarch- uh, patriarchal narrative about women being unlovable at a certain point, or you know having characteristics that are unlovable and things like that. Because you know, obviously, he has a relationship with both Winifred and Sarah, which is then discussed in Hocus Pocus too. Um, yeah, like yeah, it, it's it's. If you can take it as a fun, campy romp through Halloween, that is what you will take away from it. If you want yeah. it to be like something more thoughtful and more accurate and you know appropriate, then this is not the film for you. <laughs> like it's a nineties yeah, classic; I think, uh, uh, it's never gonna hit. I, I think the right points. Um, 
But no, I really I enjoyed think that's true, watching but it again. Having said mm-hmm. that, Legally Blonde is like 90s to 2000s, as is Clueless. And they are definitely yeah. more like feminist and progressive than these movies are. But when you set mm-hmm. up will- women to be the villains, the easiest line is the, oh, well, they're ugly and they're bitter about it. Cool, that's enough motivation yeah. for them. Which wouldn't fly mm-hmm. these days. And whether you think that's a good thing or a bad thing, that's, you know, enti- you're entitled to your opinion. I wish there was more motivation for them because then I think it would have made the sequel stronger. Yeah, Um, absolutely. But, you know, they weren't planning on going, okay, well, in 20 years, we'll make a sequel to (laughs) Hocus Pocus, you know? Yeah, exactly. It it is very much a product of its time, um, 100%. I mean, like, yeah, kind of moving towards Hocus Pocus 2. And I think it's a really good point that you made is that, like, the resolution for Hocus Pocus 1 is quite tight. So to come back and do Hocus Pocus 2 almost 30 years later, it's it's a big ask. How, how do you open that door again? Well, that was... Like, so before I watched it, I made like a couple of... I like made literally two notes before I... Because I watched <laughs> Hocus Pocus 1, took five minutes, had a coffee, and then watched Hocus Pocus 2. And I... Because I, I wanted to like see if there were parallels and stuff. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see what I picked up. And I was like, the witches are dead. Two of them exploded. One of them is yeah. stone and then exploded. Mm-hmm. Uh, the candle was burnt all the way down. So there was like a lot of things that they needed to either address or completely disregard yeah um in order to to do that uh and i also said i'm sure there will be a party scene where bet Midler sings again that mm-hmm. was all i knew i hadn't watched any trailers uh i okay. think i'd seen some mm-hmm. clips of it on tiktok or like on youtube or whatever but i'd been deliberately not watching it because mm-hmm. i knew we were going to review it and i wanted to kind of go in fresh yeah uh, and as unbiased as i could when watching you know, a movie that is linked to something so, so yeah. profound. Do, do you want to bust through with the, I don't have another synopsis time jingle, unfortunately, but no, we no, do no, have sorry. another synopsis and some some cast to discuss. Yes, we do. Um, oh my God, I had a point and I've lost it. Never mind. Let's go back sorry. to synopsis and stuff. No, 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 it's fine. It was to do with yours, but it's gone. Um, yeah, so Hocus Pocus 2, like... Uh, yeah i don't know entirely how they decided to open the door to this but anyway two young women accidentally bring back the sanderson sisters to modern day salem and must figure out how to stop the child hungry witches from wreaking havoc on the world like that is what happens i mean more accurately two young women were tricked into bringing back the sanderson sisters um through some very convoluted plot (laughs) yeah convoluted is definitely a word i would use to describe this movie absolutely yeah um so yeah we've got midler jessica park uh parker and the jimmy you know i'll come back in their roles as winifred sarah and mary um but we've got new additions um to the cast we've got new children and we've got some new faces that we've seen in other things before too. So I'll, I'll talk about those. We've got Whitney Peake as Becca. She was Judith in Netflix's Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. And most recently, she's been Zoya Lott in the Gossip Girl revival. Both things I've heard good things or things about, but I have never seen. Yeah. Um, Chilling Adventures is pretty good. Um i'm not really sure how i feel about a gossip girl revival i think one gossip girl was enough but that's just me um that's fair 
Yeah. And then we've got Belissa Escobedo as Izzy. Uh, this is her first feature film role, but she's also been in American Horror Stories, which are the American Horror Story shorts, which are available on Disney+. Plus. Um, okay, cool, cool. Then we've got Lilia Buckingham as Cassie. This is also her first big film role, so there's not a lot out there about her yet. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Sam Richardson as Gilbert. He is Richard Splett in Veep. He's also had cameos in Archer, Bojack Horseman, and Harley Quinn animated series as well. Um, okay, cool. So he's more of like a voice actor most of the time. I think so, yeah. Um, okay, great. And then we've got another Veep alum in Tony Hale, who is Mayor Trask. He was also probably best known for his role as Buster Bluth in Arrested Development. Mm-hmm. Um... And then finally, we've got Doug Jones, who is uh, Billy. He is famously Saru in Star Trek Discovery. He's also played Abe Sapien in like the Hellboy franchise as well. Um, You probably see Doug in a lot of different stuff, but he's usually covered in prosthetics. So people don't generally know it's him. Um, Like he was in Pan's Labyrinth Mm -hmm. as well. Uh, So he plays a lot of like sort of big gangly He's alien a tall, creatures lanky yeah dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets cast as a lot of tall lanky dudes yeah so he's back yeah. and uh yeah that that's our our cast kind of like yeah. of significance <laughs> as well i think i think it's fairly safe to say that if bet if if bet midler sarah jessica parker and kathy to jimmy did not want to revise their roles mm-hmm. i don't think that the movie would have happened no, I it think wouldn't it have made sense to be those. There was no reason for it to be Danny and Max and Allison. That's mm-hmm. fine. I have no problem with that. Like, you know, it would have been cool maybe, but I thought that was like the too obvious thing. It's like Danny's kids raise the witches, right? Is that the thing? <laughs> you know, I, I was like, I'm not really sure like where it all fits in the timeline. Yeah. Um, you know, for them in their lives and whatever. So it's probably best just to create a whole new bunch of useless, annoying teenagers, right? Yeah. Um, Which is what that, they That's a bit harsh, actually. <laughs> I didn't think they were too bad. Um, yeah. But yeah, there was, you know, without the main three, I don't think this movie would have happened. No. Mm-mm. I think the movie was fine. Mm-hmm. I didn't hate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't love it. I probably won't watch it again. Yeah. I have issues with it there is some stuff i liked about it though yeah so yeah it's probably how i feel about most christmas movies i think the reason (laughs) there's so much disappointment around it is because the first one is so beloved yeah Uh, and that's always a hard thing to come you know you see it with ring of rings of power or whatever which is like going Mm -hmm. out on amazon prime at the moment lord of the rings or you've got house of dragons Mm -hmm. which is you know so associated with game of thrones that when the main thing is so loved, a sequel is always hard. Like a sequel Mm -hmm. is always a hard thing to do. There's not many movies that I would say that the sequel was better than the original. Mm. I would say that The Princess Switch 2 is better than The Princess Switch 1. (laughs) Uh, Weirdly, I'd be like, Frozen 2 is better than Frozen. Frozen 1. Yeah, I I agree with that. I think that's cool. And then Adam's Family 2 is significantly better than Adam's Family 1. But other than that, like most sequels tend to be disappointment. And I mean like actual Mm -hmm. sequels. I'm not talking about like the Marvel Cinematic Universe because those aren't like, you know, it's it's a different kind of kettle of fish with with a big, huge franchise like Mm -hmm. that. Whereas, you know, a, a, a standalone movie 
that has 20 years of nostalgia attached to it yeah and a big cult following and a big camp audience and uh, you know people are going to be looking at it with a higher expectation than if it was just like a, a new witchy film yeah absolutely 100 um, percent. Mm-hmm. so yeah there, there's my sort of initial thoughts but obviously we need to get into it what, yeah. what was your kind of thing going into this because you don't have as much of a sort of cult love for hocus pocus that i do no um i did read a buzzfeed article about easter eggs just so that i could be up Great. to speed um so that was very very helpful um <laughs> i liked it after <laughs> watching the first one though i was like i don't really see what the necessity was for this again um mostly because again like you i feel like the resolution to the first one was so tight that I was like what could possibly be the point and also like at a certain point as well there were a lot of things from the first one that I didn't like that were carried forward to this one and also I was kind of disappointed you know initially when we're meeting the teenagers for the first time. So like Becca and Izzy are getting their bikes or whatever. And then Cassie walks up. I actually had hope that Cassie and Becca had been dating and that they'd like had a bit of a falling out and they were going to like reconcile their relationship. I really hoped that was the situation yeah. as well. I was like, are they lesbians? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Because like there's a big, lots of people are very into crystals. That's, it has seemed to have a resurgence in reaching culture yeah. with, with crystals and tarot and, and that sort of mm-hmm. uh, belief in the ideas of, of witchcraft and those concepts. Yeah. Which is great. I don't know anything about it. So I would be ignorant to talk about it further. Um, <laughs> but I love that, you know, anyone, wherever you find your peace and your happiness, I'm down for it. So yeah. It's not like murdering other people. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. It, it, I, I do also wish that there was, that was the situation yeah i think it would have made more sense that that was the situation Mm -hmm. and it would have meant that they had one less meaningless cast member who i don't even think that we mentioned in the oh the boyfriend no right the boyfriend (laughs) um who was unnecessary like completely arbitrary like you know we normally talk about an arbitrary christmas deadline talk about an arbitrary halloween boyfriend absolutely a hundred percent like he was only there to be antagonistic in a way that feels unnecessary now especially like with i think like don't get me wrong high schools are never gonna be the tip top of like you know showing up your mental health or anything like that but i think that they're a much kinder place than this was portraying and i don't know whether they were trying to like harp back to like the 90s sort of high school culture but i was just like come on like you know we're actually all kind of a bit more not even accepting, but like there's a lot more understanding yeah. with with kids these days. I think so. I just didn't. Yeah, I didn't feel like his he added anything. Like I think he actually detracted, and I really would have been more interested to see two young women like piecing back together their relationship, and also having like a third friend in there. Like, do you know what I mean? That, yeah, like, they were still really yeah, close, even though two of them you... were dating. Like that. Yeah, yeah. I would have appreciated that more. And I feel like that's more of a narrative that people actually like, you know, maybe experience. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I, I didn't love, I, I think the biggest thing 
which all which was immediately going to set this off on the back foot mm-hmm. was that not only was it really well resolved and while there was i was super interested in some of the elements of it uh, like right at the beginning they show them as kids and then mm. like discovering mm-hmm. witchcraft and stuff i would have loved the whole movie to just be that that would have been way yeah. more interesting for me i would have loved that mm-hmm. but the, one of the things that was like so clear and the with the sequels that we've sort of spoken about where we go like this sequel was better than the first one it's because they have a strong standalone story mm-hmm. that can be enjoyed out with understanding of the first movie yeah with this mm-hmm. one it was so referential mm-hmm. and so trying to play into the nostalgia that mm-hmm. it actually didn't have any real merit without the first movie. And mm-hmm. if you were a kid coming in and you didn't want to watch the movie from 1993 because the animations are janky, it doesn't look good, or whatever, right? <laughs> you just wanted to watch this new one. Uh-huh. It would it would really not mean anything to you. Like, there's not yeah. enough of its own mm-hmm. flavor or whatever to mm-hmm. to kind of be be good. That's what I think. Yeah. Anyway. No, I would, I I would agree with that. that's one of the biggest that. issues with it. It's not a thing that draws you in for the sake of its own story. Like, the the main characters, or, like, the teenagers, are very secondary to the witches. And, like, I know that, obviously, the witches were kind of the focus in the first ones. But, like, the the child characters' stories still made sense and they still had significance. This really didn't feel significant, like... You know, yeah. you, you weren't super invested in them, to be honest. Like, you could, you could have just made the film, like, about the witch's backstory and then had them, like, still in modern day Salem by some fucking fluke or whatever. And then just watch them wander around for a bit. Because, like, my favourite part of this film was, like, the tricking them to go to Walgreens. So, like, Becca and Izzy go into the forest and they are doing this birthday ritual because it's Becca's 16th birthday. Um, and then they wake up the witches because they've been tricked by Gilbert, who we should really get into the plot of like how that happens. Um, but anyway, so they wake up the witches, they appear, they do a big musical number, <laughs> which is great. Yeah. Um, and then Becca convinces them that Walgreens has these potions with like children's souls pre-mixed into them and like they go into Walgreens and they wander around and like the witches are drinking face cream and like eating Korean face masks and stuff eating like the that. Face masks and stuff. So good. Um and yeah, it's just it's like it's interesting to see them interacting with the environment. Like, do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, and it's worrying when watching characters interact with their environment is more interesting than them interacting with other characters yeah i I think that was a big issue with it like obviously there was you know them my other issue right (laughs) so the witches came back they they do the ritual they're tricked into it by gilbert for Mm -hmm. plot right there isn't really a reason for it like he doesn't really have a clear motivation as to why he wants the witches back there isn't really any kind of like it's it's like one of the weakest backstories and oh plot my God, lines yeah. ever that I have seen in a movie for a really, really long time. And we watch exclusively Christmas movies, <laughs> right? We watch like the jankiest random person wanders into a castle and suddenly become like is, is mistaken for a fucking queen or whatever. Yeah. We watch some janky ass, like we ignore the plot a lot. We yeah. give a lot of allowances for movies because it's a movie, especially like this, it's a family movie, it's a kid's movie. Yeah. But there was no motivation mm-hmm. for why 
anyone did what they behaved in any way how they did Mm -hmm. uh and it was that's weird to me um personally yeah no i agree you know and then the witches are resurrected and the first thing they do is sing and i was like yeah (laughs) because we've already seen the witches be resurrected once right we've already seen that happen where Mm -hmm. they are awoken and they are immediately like aha we are back and and they do their whole thing and they're like chat to sisters let's sing ah like all of those kind of like little things Mm -hmm. if they had just replicated that perfectly that would have been a great way to get like some nostalgia in but have it still stand alone because that moment was so like in it Mm -hmm. but them like showing up and starting to sing i was like this is on it's weird it's not necessary it's like not the vibe Mm -hmm. uh and it kind of immediately meant made me go like oh yeah yeah you know what i mean i I do because what's hilarious is like um fucking gilbert then goes oh they sang and as if that was like a thing that they had done before and i was like did the people making this film not watch the first one like they've never sang when they've been like awoken anyway so why would they do that now like, you know, a lot of people had hyped up about having a musical scene and they were really hoping that, like, Percy Bellamy would be, would be back. Um, it's not, and I'll let Bex talk about that in a second. But, like, if there's already an expectation for, for a musical scene, why add in another one? Like, especially when people already have in their yeah, heads how it's going to go? Like, uh, There was a lot of, like... Okay, so <laughs> with, with the musical thing... <laughs> I don't mean to sound so defeated. I, I have some confusion about mm, like mm-hmm. this thing. So one of the one of the, there was a, a tiny flicker of a moment, uh, but that is all that we have need before to cling on to the ideas of like what movies are in what reality. It's like when they watch uh, Christmas Prince uh-huh. in the princess switch, uh-huh. right? There is a moment where it goes and there are like two guys watching the TV together. And I'm assuming Disney are going to be like, no, they're a gay couple. That's us putting representation in the movie. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm assuming that's like going to be their line. Fine. But they are watching <laughs> Hocus Pocus 1. I know. I know. So I'm confused. What the fuck? Because it's like the same people, right? Yeah, and yeah. it's the actors. And there's like loads of these like little Hocus Pocus 1 references. Mm-hmm. It's like when the mayor's in line and he asks the guy who's dressed as the devil to like save him an apple, the woman standing next to him is dressed in like a bathrobe with colors in her hair, which is like a direct reference to the first movie. And it's like, what is this? Is this like a thing that's happened? Is this a documentary again? Mm-hmm. Oh is god, this yeah. Like you know, did they make an adaptation of it? Uh-huh. What does the town think actually happened that night? Uh-huh. Do they think that twenty nine years ago the witches <laughs> did come back? All of the children in Salem were called to go to this witch thing, but mm-hmm. this one Gilbert dude was the only one who saw the witches at all, and like. <laughs> has any memory of that like where does the magic start and finish mm-hmm. like where does like what's the understanding here and i would have much prefer they used like the first 10 minutes of exposition to kind of set that up yeah rather than set up you know rather than rehash the story that no one's gonna watch hocus pocus 2 without watching hocus pocus 1 you know yeah. what i mean mm-hmm so that that was a lot of my issues. I did I did like some of the moments in the movie, mm-hmm. uh, but they were moments. I wouldn't say I enjoyed the movie overall. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, especially when they did then have a musical number later. Poor Blondie. Oh my god, <laughs> devastating. Uh, but they had like you know, that musical number later. So yeah. why did they need to start them singing? Well, okay. So I I like I don't I don't know. I do want to talk about the Blondie number because like. Okay, yeah, whatever. 
what I really enjoyed about the musical number this time was the choreography. I really enjoyed how coordinated it was. I really enjoyed like how into it everybody was. Like I also again really enjoyed the costumes yeah. and we got to revisit some of the old costumes as well. Like that was great. But yeah, was it necessary for them to pick a new song? Could they not have just gone with what they did the last time and like really do the fan service bit with that? And again, instead of inserting a second musical number that seemed completely and utterly irrelevant, like, you know, yeah. aside from maybe being a really ham-fisted way to get the characters to interact, because that was, I think that was the purpose of the first musical number, was just to yeah. get the witches to interact with Becca and Izzy it was completely unnecessary they'd already been summoned and when they were summoned last time they were summoned right in front of Max and Danny and Allison right so there yeah. was already immediate interaction so why couldn't we have that again yeah that, that was a lot okay mm -hmm. Here, here's my I'm gonna fix this movie Are you ready okay. I haven't <laughs> okay. done this in a while I haven't done this in a while and I haven't thought about how I'm going to do it. So mm -hmm. this is my immediate thought of what I would do instead. I, I really like the start of the movie and the setting it up that there was like something to do with a 16th birthday and yeah. witches. And I do like the fact that books seem to have like its own mind and mm. like all of that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Interesting. Cool concept. What? Why couldn't it have been... Becca is like... They are doing a project on... Uh, it's a, a project for their general studies class and it's on um, women through history and yes. how society has formed to like create this. And they have decided that the three of them have been, you know, they had a falling out for whatever reason. Maybe they were dating, maybe they were just like a new boyfriend, like whatever it is, mm -hmm. but they have been grouped together and they have to work together to do this project. And yeah. they go to the Salem town library and they're like going through this section and underneath a bookshelf, they find mm -hmm. books and book starts feeding them info on like you mm -hmm. know the sanderson systems and they weren't witches at all and it's all this kind of stuff and kind of gets them to do whatever it is required to bring them back right yes. that's how the sanderson systems are brought back and it's then the case of these new witches in their new coven have been tricked by believing that these women were great and whatever mm -hmm. through stuff I don't know how we then like fit that into like not all women are terrible and lots of people are like wrongly <laughs> accused, but like you know it, that that would have been a more interesting way to bring. It would have given grounds for the reason the girls were even fucking bothered that they were back anyway. Mm -hmm. It would have given motivation for like the three sisters um, between that because then these kids have the book and they need to finish the spell before midnight or whatever um, in order to stay back forever. Yeah, and, like. You know, or or maybe it's like a body swap thing, right? Mm -hmm. Bette Midler goes into Becca's mind and is like controlling her. And then the Ugh. teenagers are the three witches and they're like, mm -hmm. oh shit, now we've got to like go and do our life and figure out like how to <laughs> stop it. But no one's going to take it seriously because we're a thing. And then the witches can find that no one takes them seriously because they're teenagers. Yeah. And it can be like this moment of like solidarity between uh, between like, you know, female presenting individuals yeah. and women in general uh, and it mm -hmm. could have been like that Two i think that would have been an ages. interesting <laughs> story i think they could have yeah. still had like a lot of the same things mm -hmm. in them yeah that's that's yeah. what i would have that's what i was hoping it would be it would be something like that yeah it's like i think that would have been a lot more fun like yeah that oh, do you know what let's just write to disney and see if we can make hocus pocus three we'll forget about two <laughs> It's a Hocus Pocus 2.5, yeah. right? It's like a different one. You know, you know, something yeah. like that. I, 
I mean, I know it's complicated. It's always mm-hmm. going to be difficult when you're making a um, adaptation of a movie that is so well regarded and yeah. loved. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I don't want to spend too much time. Like, it's, this is already a long episode. Thank you yeah. to everyone who's still with us. <laughs> but I do want to talk about the ending because I do have a lot of issues with the ending. I, I do like that they are the most important thing to each other. Like, those yeah. three witches, mm-hmm. the coven that they have and the message of, like, Mm-hmm. you are stronger you know sometimes the magic is the friends you made along the way right that was always <laughs> going to be the, the thing of the movie when it's about like three females who are together yeah um mm-hmm. in that kind of way i it just kind of ruined all of their motivations mm. their mm-hmm. direction their like evil tendencies like mm-hmm. if she winnie being the real villain in it would be like well now i don't have to share my these souls with my yeah. sisters you know and that kind of would have been, I get that you want to humanize them and like send mm-hmm. them off and and all of that. But it really felt like they were just trying to close off those Sanderson sisters so they could set up a new Disney Plus TV show yeah. with these three girls as a coven together and mm-hmm. like them discovering that witchcraft is real and like how to do all of that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I did not like the ending at all. Yeah. Uh. Uh, uh, at all at all even a little oh, okay uh, did you like the ending do you feel differently no yes but like not for the, the reasons that people might think like okay uh i think they did a good job of establishing like the deep connections of the sanderson sisters like with the initial like um trip into the past and stuff and like i yeah. do think that it is important for Winnie to go on that journey but for it to end pretty much the same way that it did the first time I was like well what was the point in bringing them back <laughs> like why did they have to come yeah. back to explode into glitter again you know like I do think that keeping them together makes the most sense like you're not going to send Winifred off on her own it doesn't make any sense like she's, she's a strong character but she like her real strength does come from her sisters I will be very sad if that is what it's done is like to set up a show for Disney Plus because I'm like then why not just write a show about witches like have them be influenced by the Sanderson sisters don't revive a beloved and then like got, film you know, to a whole ruin fucking it. season yeah. to set up the the interest with these characters yeah. and their motivations and individual backstories and whatever mm-hmm. and it can culminate on like say Cassie's the youngest yeah. and like the first you know Becca discovers that she has powers on her 16th birthday then Izzy on Izzy's 16th birthday discovers that she has powers mm. and then it's Cassie's 16th birthday and when they do the ritual and Cassie's 16th birthday which happens to be Halloween they do it at full the full moon and the sanderson sisters come back and then it could be like this climactic end to Mm. this series i've changed the change my mind ignore my earlier (laughs) fix of the movie um you know they can come back and they have this actual moment where it is like a sisterhood against a sisterhood and what does it mean to be sisters with someone is it a blood relative thing is Mm -hmm. it a known thing is it a, a you know found family and choosing your family is like a big uh you know a big thing that people talk about all the time and yeah, it's. Uh, I just feel like there was more interesting ways. I was happy to see the witches again. I yeah. wished it was in a different context. Mm-hmm. I mean, like there were really good moments for the witches. I really, like I said, really enjoyed the Walgreens scene. Um, 
personally Mm -hmm. again like i really enjoyed the circle vibes (laughs) um coming with like the rimbas i also really enjoyed the evil little rimbas about the rimbas and then when the yeah, when the Roombas showed up, uh, like, again, I was like, oh, this is how they're getting out of the salt circle. I can't believe I didn't clock. And it was yeah. like, great. Loved the Roombas. That was a, a fantastic, you know, how would you that do the great. modern version of it? So she's mm-hmm. got, like, a broom. The other one's got, like, a one of those flash mops. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then it's, yeah. And it, then it's the Roombas. And it was great to watch her surf on those Roombas. It was so good. I, did you, I really enjoyed when the um, bubbles came out of, Sarah's mop as well. That was great. Um, yeah, really nice touch. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, when I was watching it, um, Jingle Boy was sitting with me. And, like they were trapped in the salt circle in Cassie's garage, and I was like, "The evil Roombas will come back, and they will like Hoover up the salt and free the witches." And lo and behold, that's what happened. And I was like, "I watch too many films. I have to stop watching them critically." <laughs> Yeah, like enjoy things now. <laughs> I, I was yeah. I have this. I have this a lot with my uh, with my Jingle Boy, Dingle Doy. I don't know what. We'll figure out about that. The other Jingle Boy. Um, but like, I do it a lot. Where because I've watched so many of these like fantasy rom com movies, whatever, I, and the Christmas movies particularly, mm-hmm. I'm really good at predicting what's gonna happen. Yeah, like I'm pretty. I'm bang on like a lot of times to the point where. A millisecond before they say the line, yeah. I will say the, <laughs> the exact line that they then repeat. Uh, so it's become a narrative mm-hmm. that we write all the movies. Uh, we write every movie. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert, if you didn't know, Naomi and I uh, sit down together and we write every movie. Quite a lot of different systems. Dartboards. You know, yeah. That kind of thing. Dice. Witches circles. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like there was, just, there was some good stuff. Candles. Yeah. Like, resurrect. Food, uh, films unnecessarily that's why a christmas prince 2 exists um but anyway um, yes i i did enjoy it i like i enjoyed the sets and stuff like I, I don't know if you caught some of the puns at salem scarefest those made me yeah. very happy um among my notable faves was a haunt mess excellent uh life, that's really good <laughs> lifestyles of the witch and famous and then my like ultimate favorite was apoplectic for the apple bobbing oh, station. That is, that is really good. <laughs> that is really good. Okay, I didn't spot those. I think I was looking at something else, but yeah, I didn't spot those at all. Oh no, oh, those made me very happy. So very, very happy. Lifestyle of the witch and famous. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. So yeah, I think like if you just go into it with an open mind, like it's fine, but you will have a hard time watching this without watching Hocus Pocus 1. I mean, luckily, both of these are available on Disney Plus if you are, you know, able to access that subscription service. Um, if not, then, I don't know, get pirating. Not that I'm advocating for it, but still, you can if you want. Um, Yar har, a pirate's life for me. <laughs> Sail the open seas. Let's go. But yeah, no, it was, it was good fun, I guess. Um it does feel like a lot of setup for something else, which is fine. But again, at that point, Disney, do you not have enough writers and enough creatives to be able to come up with a different story at this point? Um, yeah, right. I wish that the writing team, no offense to the writing team, I, it's a hard job. You, I'm sure you did the best you could. Uh, and of course, you're going to be listening to our podcast review. <laughs> uh, but like, I, I, I wish the attention to detail that was put in the costuming, like when they mm-hmm. were doing the group flash mob scene, there was someone dressed as Madonna, there was mm-hmm. the dream girls. It was like all the same costumes was in the first movie. I wish that level of attention and thought and care had been put into 
creating the narrative yeah absolutely a hundred percent um but it but it was not how many mm-hmm. okay here's a good question mm-hmm. we christmas movies are judged by a uh, number of, out of five christmas queens vanessa hudgens yeah who's the halloween queen also vanessa hudgens would you believe oh really has she done halloweeny movies Vanessa Hudgens freaking loves Halloween. If you go and oh check gosh, out her Instagram, like it is all Halloween all the time. Like she's doing a couple of TV specials and stuff this year. So oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah. No, she. I, lo- I need to go do some it. homework. Mm-hmm. Oh. I was gonna say Christina Ricci could be the Halloween queen. Oh. Because she's pretty much mm-hmm. exclusively in scary movies. Because she was uh, Wednesday in the Adam yeah. Family. She was in Sleepy Hollow, which is a movie I love. Um, and she was in. Uh, she's in the Lizzie Bennett no Lizzie Borden Lizzie Bennett is a different <laughs> character Lizzie Borden Chronicles which is like about the uh, case of Lizzie Borden the potential mass murderer and this unsolved mystery from like hundreds and hundreds of years ago um, yeah. so maybe I don't know I would give Hocus Pocus 1 4 mm-hmm. out of 5 Christina Ritchie's okay. Vanessa Hudgens Pumpkins whatever rating system you'd like to do and mm-hmm. I think I'd give Hocus Pocus 2 2 out of five maybe one out of five 1.5 out of five what do you reckon uh yeah i'm gonna go with four out of five for number one and then number needs more feminism yeah it just it's very 90s and like there is stuff that makes me feel icky but that's neither here nor there um uh do you know what like actually because this because hocus pocus 2 kind of held on to the weird like virginity stuff like which we didn't really discuss but anyway like it's just very uncomfortable very unnecessary 30 years later um uh, can i go with like 2.5 2.5 reaches okay. out of five yeah there we go <laughs> okay that, that, that no. seems about fair no, I think well so. that was fun yeah. It's nice to be back and talking about movies. It is. Thank you all for joining us for this particularly long uh, episode. <laughs> uh, morals of this episode, find your coven. Mm-hmm. Uh, communicate clearly your expectations and your understanding with your friends yep. uh, to resolve situations without witchcraft. Absolutely. Or with witchcraft. It's up to you. It depends what mood you're in, I suppose. Um, but yeah, communication is key. Um, virginity is just a construct. There's my takeaway. Yep. You know, you, mm-hmm. you don't need to lose it. You can use it if you want to, as long as you do so safely and with consent. That is all that I want to say about that. <laughs> well, well, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I will also mention that there were some drag queens in this movie because yes. I have to mention the drag queens. Mm-hmm. These are three uh, drag queens out of RuPaul's Drag Race fame, mm-hmm. um, which is, we didn't really discuss, there was a costume contest. The slutty versions of their costumes won. Very yeah. funny. Uh, like a good a good joke. But yeah, the three drag queens were Ginger Minge, mm-hmm. Cornbread Jate, and Kimora Hall. Mm-hmm. And they are really great uh, drag queens. You should check out their work and their staff and support them because it's nice yeah. to see i love seeing drag in mainstream culture mm-hmm. uh, i wish it wasn't quite as token as it is sometimes but <laughs> yeah. you know we're getting them the but the, the journey is uh, the road is arduous uh, but we are very much on the right path absolutely yeah no it was great like that that scene was really enjoyable like nice to you know have the usual confusion over whether they're in costume or not um <laughs> yeah. classic film trope brilliant um but yeah like if you've got you know a spare sunday and you're not listening to our podcast or maybe after this you want to go double bill hocus pocus one and two would recommend it'll be a nice fun way to 
Halloween this year, I think. Yeah, get some get some nice tea, pumpkin spice latte, maybe. Mm-hmm. Get pumpkin pie, some sweets. <laughs> Treat yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we will be back next week, and we will announce the film. Uh, oh yeah. Later. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thanks for tuning in. We'll wrap it up here. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this is. Uh, ha- I hope everyone's had a, a splendid Halloween, and we will see you next week for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> right, bye. Santa, I've been good this year. Thanks for listening to Jingle Bells. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or tell a festive friend about us. Stay up to date with all things Jingle Bells online at Jingle Bells Pod or buy us a coffee at coffee.com slash Jingle Bells Pod. Your support means so much and helps us to keep doing what we love. See you next time, elves. Oh.